This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. I am not ready. <laughs> Why are you not ready? I am not a doctor. You have your pants on. What is this, Vassar? What is this, Vassar? All right. So, uh, I just checked on iTunes today, and right now our most popular episode... I think you um, okay. meant to say iTunes. That, that's a proper... Uh, what, are you, what kind of grammar is that? iTunes. Hey, iTunes in the radio the other day. iTunes. Hey. So she said... So he, so she said... So he says... So he's, he's says. I checked on iTunes uh, earlier today, and as of right now, our most popular episode with the people who listen on iTunes is Nicolas Cage. Hey, man, what happened? I thought Buzzy Linhart was ruling the show. Buzzy Linhart is most popular with the people who go directly to our website. Fucking hippies. All right. Anywho, so I thought that was uh, interesting news. Uh, it's it's very rare where we put a show out and the following week it is the most popular of the shows. Now that's the shit. Usually, Nicholas Cage. Uh, now if he were in Mortal Kombat, would he be Kickless Rage? Anyway, last week's show was about Nicholas Cage. Dad jokes. This No, that's not even a dad joke. That's I meant just bad jokes. Terrible, yes. This week is uh, episode number 35 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals, uh, Ron and Fez. I wish, I wish this was uh, Ron and Fez. It is not. It is Dave and Shecky. Ron and Gail. Ugh, God, no. Anyway, um, here we go. Episode 35 is all about conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and deep, dark secrets, number three. Whoa, man. Did you even know? I don't know. I thought we talked about it over there. Uh-huh. We, we was talking about you guys, you uh-huh. tools. So, uh, as we've done in the past, I will give you the option to pick from a conspiracy, an unsolved mystery, or a deep dark secret. It is your choice to pick first. I will take the F. Scott Fitzgerald. Is that not on the list? All right. You have. I'll take a mystery. Conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and deep dark secrets. I want a deep dark six, uh, series uh, mystery. David? A secret. Deep dark secret. All right. 
the deep dark secret. I think you usually do not start with deep dark secrets, but I have one ready. Uh, as in the past two shows, our deep dark secret comes courtesy of Don Henley. Crazy Days and Nights dot net. It's Don Henley. Don Henley was our first deep dark secret. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Many decades ago, there was a famous <clears throat> UFO author, researcher, filmmaker, who also, remarkably enough, was the creator of a long-lasting children's show that is still referenced today. He wrote it and wrote the music and was quite the polar opposite from his UFO passion. Apparently, someone in the government was a fan of the show and when he realized what the creator's main passion was, decided to help him out. He gave the creator access to all of the government UFO files and film footage in order to film a documentary. At some point, a higher-up found out what was going on, but decided it would cause more of a stink to stop everything, so they let it proceed with one caveat. The film footage the government was going to allow him to use, and which he had seen, was not going to be allowed in the movie. It basically killed any chance the documentary would be a success because the whole premise of it was leading up to the footage, which apparently was jaw-dropping. Fast forward a decade, and the creator reconnects with a movie producer. This producer has done some things, but is mainly known for being the sibling of a permanent A++ list director who at the time was an A++ list director, but still fairly new to the business. The UFO guy and the A-plus list director had worked on a film together a few years earlier where our UFO guy told some tales, but the director really didn't believe it at all. Anyway, the UFO guy and the producer reconnect and start working on a movie that was so cheap it shared a set with a movie that featured the exact same plot line with different actors filmed a few years earlier. The thing is, though, the UFO guy told the producer the same, same stories he had told the director a few years earlier. This time, though, he dropped a bombshell. He had made a copy of the film the government gave him to use. He had taken a film camera and secretly filmed the scene when it was showing on a screen from a projector manned by a military officer. Our UFO guy shows the footage to the producer, who then gets her sibling to view it. The director decides he is going to use the footage in a new movie he is set to make. The government finds out about the footage and cuts a deal with the director. They will give him access to things he can use in all his films, whether it is money or technology or ideas the government is working on. He can see the prototypes and incorporate them into his movies. It is why he is always focused on science and the future and aliens and the paranormal in, additional, in addition to Family Fair. Apparently, as part of the deal, he does have a copy of that footage. A clear copy. So, do you understand what the blind was? I don't have no... This is where I don't I have no idea. There was a man who produced and created a kid's show years ago. But his passion was UFO films. Okay. A fan of his kid's show also worked in the government and said, hey, this dude really likes UFOs. I bet he'd love this footage I have access to. Yeah. The man is named Robert Emenegger. Come on. Not Hamenegger, Emenegger. Yeah, he is. 
the sibling of the A++ director was Ann Spielberg. And, of course, the A++ director is Steven Spielberg. All right. So this is claiming that Steven Spielberg and uh, his sister and Robert Emenegger all have seen a clear copy of real UFO footage taken by the government. Now, it mentioned that this guy made a UFO documentary, and it was called UFOs Past, Present, and Future. In that video, the last scene, since he could not use real footage, he was not allowed to, they made a reenactment. Commander. Base Commander's Office, Sergeant Wentmore speaking. Yes? Yes, hold on. Colonel, for you. This is Colonel Horner, yes. Yes, an unidentified vehicle. You warn the aircraft again. Check Edwards. Civilian patrol. Okay, all right. Uh, sound a red alert. Unidentified aircraft approaching. Hey, Bill, give me a quick check with Wright-Patterson Intelligence. There may be an experimental craft from somewhere, I don't know, here. Alert the fire chief and security and safety. sergeant and staff sergeant of the base photographic team were aboard a helicopter at the time and run off several feet of film of the three objects, one of which breaks away and begins a descent. A second high-speed camera crew on the ground runs off approximately 600 feet. The cameras continue to roll as the extraordinary vehicle comes into view. It hovers almost silently about 10 feet off the ground for nearly a minute and yaws like a ship at anchor, then sets down on three extension pads. Commander and two officers, along with two base Air Force scientists, arrive and wait apprehensively. A panel slides open on the side of the craft, stepping forward, one, then two, and a third, what appear to be men dressed in tight-fitting jumpsuits, perhaps short by our standards, with an odd blue-gray complexion eyes set far apart, a large pronounced nose. They wear a headpiece that resembles a rope-like design. The commander and the two scientists step forward to greet the visitors. Arrangements are made by some sort of communication, and the group quickly retires to an inner office in the King One area. Left behind stand a stunned group of military personnel. Who the visitors are, where they're from, and what they want is unknown. So apparently Steven Spielberg uh, that's why he went from Jaws to Close Encounters 
right? And mm-hmm. he's pretty much done science fiction type stuff. Well, I don't know what to say about any of that. I want you to say something. Do you believe that it is a true deep dark secret or do you think it's made up? <clears throat> I think that's made up. You do? Yeah. But you believed the Don Henley. Yeah. And also the little Heather... Uh, Why would aliens uh, have tight jumpsuits? Why? That sounds very humanly oriented. Well, this was well, a reenactment. too? Well, this was a reenactment. They just happened to speak English. They didn't say that at all. That was not said at all. So they communicated through music like in Close Encounters? They might have. They're saying that the government let this guy use... Uh, tech- had. Where is this ham and egger? He might be passed away for all I know. Which is not convenient. I don't think it's convenient, but... Uh, I think that uh, Spielberg's got a hell of an imagination. I think he was into... Uh, wait, what did he do? He did Duel? He yes. Did Duel? What did he do before Duel? Didn't he make some kind of weird movie? I don't think so. This is um, maybe I'm thinking of Coppola or uh, Ron Howard. No, Landis or uh, one of those guys. Who did I mean, the weird one with the numbers and the uh, letters? Oh, that is George Lucas. T H X. Rokas. Thirty-eight, I think it's called. Yes, yes. So no, no. With the jerk-off machine. I know. Uh, Was that Hillary Clinton? Mm, right. Okay. Uh, so. I uh, I feel like he saw the video and started to work immediately on on uh, Close Encounters. And then he also did E.T. So I'm thinking maybe Wait, he... Who, what proof is there of any of this happening? Well, this is a blind item. So the uh, it is an anonymous item. Why? Why is this anonymous? Because people don't want to get in trouble or hurt or killed or uh, me too'd somehow for knowing their... I can't work with Anonymous. You gotta. You gotta work with Anonymous. No, that's why I don't believe in QAnon. Well, that's fine. You don't... QAnon sense. Okay. You didn't do much research on QAnon. So. That doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's nonsense. Well... I feel like the QAnon uh, movement is very real, and I think there are people who are working hard to expose uh, stuff. I don't know if Q himself is real, but I know that the good people who are out there doing their research... What uh, are they exposing? Deep state bullshit. Then why don't they say something? They do, but they get they get uh, banned. They get... Uh, it's 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 crazy for people who have alternative views on the internet. They are banned. They are uh, doxed by CNN. <laughs> so uh, it's it's difficult. But they are out there, and they are they are working hard at exposing mostly uh, pedophiles and shit like that. Really disgusting shit. That's wonderful, but I can't, I can't deal with I can't deal with anonymous. Or like George Webb out there. Uh, he's not know. anonymous. Nope, he's out there. <clears throat> Owen Bench is not anonymous. Okay, that's fine. That's we are doing deep dark secrets. So I'm just saying I can't believe your secret unless you tell me who you are and I can back up your fucking resources. All right. Well, that's up to it's you. Called journalism. It's called fucking you know sanity. Imagine if people on the left did this against people on the right. 
The anonymous sources. That sounds familiar. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. Anonymous, anything can happen then. If you're anonymous, you're not accountable. I mean, blind items have been around for years. Blind items uh, having to do with Hollywood, etc. So, it's a... It's a gossip column. It's kind of a gossip column. But it's it's a little bit more uh, in depth than that. Look, if the Don Henley thing is true, <coughs> how long are we going to wait for this to happen? She's got a Polaroid. We'll fucking release the thing already. We'll you see. You retard. What, Don Henley's going to fucking you know, rule the world over you? Relax. No, but an Irving Azoff may. Oh my God, your life is so precious. Please, release the photo, you fucking retard. Okay, I don't know why you're so angry at a woman because who it's what they, raped and if abused Don Henley by Don did this, Henley. He doesn't deserve 30 years of fame and success. He went to jail for it. He Psst, went to jail. Enough. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. He Not, not enough happened to him. He, he does not to jail. deserve it. He wasn't exposed, though. Yeah. And he probably continued to do it. I would not Don doubt Don Henley, our, our fucking Kelly, what the hell? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I feel like this is probably... Uh, I'm going to say I believe this crazy so days and nights. So when is the truth going to come out? How are you ever going to know? They don't want us to know the truth about anything, Dave. Like, how are you ever going to know if this is real or not? You know, you you're going to have to. You're going to have to uh, make your best guess or do a little bit more research. But uh, they don't want you to know the truth about so many things, and so you start to question everything. And Ooh. so you're in a current. You're you know always in a state of frazzled chaos because you're not sure what's real and what's not real. That's what I'm saying. This doesn't help anything. Well, I happen to think this uh, this is fun. So I'm just saying, if it's if you weren't anonymous, we could know if you're real or not, and it would help to stop the confusion. Well, it's just that it's a sane, a sane man's game. All right. So that was our. Deep dark secret. All right, I don't believe it. All right, you don't have to. I kinda, I believe oh, mm-hmm. more that Steven Spielberg rapes children okay. than this. Well, that's not part of our deep dark secret. And I today. believe that's why he was kidnapped and was attempted to be raped himself as revenge for his actions. Or was it the government setting him up because they knew he had this footage? No, they don't need to set him up. He's a deviant. All right. That is probably 100% true. But this was about UFOs. I'm just saying. I don't trust Spielberg. Okay. All right. So I'm supposed to... Sp- okay. He's in business with Geffen. Who is definitely... So? You, you get the company you keep. Okay. Guilt well, by association. We have left here... Uh, conspiracies or unsolved mystery... That was Unsolved Mystery. Or that was Deep Dark Mystery. That was Deep Dark Secret. Oh, Deep Dark Secret. Mm-hmm. So on Unsolved Mystery, maybe. Okay. Unsolved Mystery. Our Unsolved Mystery today is the death of little Jean Bonnet Ramsey. <sighs> now, in 1996, Christmas of 1996, I think was ruined for a lot of people who had hearts and, and souls when they saw the image of this beautiful little child who had been murdered in her home. Uh, it was, it was uh, as big as the OJ thing, I believe, right? Uh, maybe. 
little Jean Bonnet, who couldn't have been a more beautiful child. Uh, so beautiful, in fact, her mom put her in beauty pageants, um, which I didn't even know was a thing, but now is such a thing that channels like Bravo and A&E have shows around those types of pageants. Um, what an adorable child. And uh, found in, I guess, uh, a back small basement room, uh, choked apparently, and perhaps also hit on the head on the morning of Christmas, 1996. Now, I feel like immediately, right off the bat, the investigation was uh, a shit show. That's what I recall. The investigation was a shit show. There was a note that was dubious. There was uh, a lot of accusations um, about the parents. The parents, the family was blamed in the media with, with very little evidence. And it was terrible. The mom had cancer. Um, clearly, this little girl was loved by her parents. Uh, she was, you know, they were a wealthier family living in a nice section of Colorado. And... Uh, well, who do you think did it? I think it was a a random stranger, maybe who had been following them, maybe someone who worked on their in their home who had seen the little girl. I don't know. Uh, I did read um, Perfect Murder, Perfect Town um, by one of the investigators of the crime, and he seemed to think that um, he seemed to think that it was that all the shit pointing to the family was really thin and manufactured and that the that the police department Littleton's uh police department really fucked up Keystone Cup and put put their <clears throat> energy in in just trying to prove something that wasn't that wasn't true um here it is 22 years later still unsolved and uh, they can't find some new DNA evidence. I don't think so. I, th- I, th- I don't know. I don't I don't think so. The mom has passed away. I mean, if you just think about it for a moment, this child was so beloved. The outfits, the, the mom, even with cancer, taking her to these pageants, you know, getting her hair done perfectly. It's just it's just uh, it might be a little weird for somebody who's not into pageants for little kids, but. <laughs> You know, clearly, yeah. you, if if you hate your child, you're not you're not doing this. You're not. It's like you know, if your kid was ice skating and you you'd get up every day and drive hours to the ice skating rink. If you hated your kid, you weren't going to do it. So I feel like just because it's a little odd to a, a lot of us, yeah, but you doesn't know, mean that she's not loved. I don't know. As you saw in that, uh, I uh, the ice skating uh, that movie that just came out, Tanya Harding. Yeah. The mother gave her ice skating lessons, and yeah, she might have loved her, but she was warped, and she had her own reasons for wanting her daughter to succeed. It wasn't just out of love. She was a fucking warped person, and she was weird. She was warped, but they were also of of lesser means. People who do that shit in pageants are fucked up, man. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just think your your daughter is the most beautiful thing. I know that if somebody came to me and said, you know, your dog is really cute, 
you should take her on the circuit for to, because I think she's the most beautiful dog in the world. I'd be like, you know what? You're goddamn right. My dog is the most beautiful dog in the world. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You don't got to exploit the dog without its, without its permission. No, but I don't. Uh, little girls like to play dress up. Little girls like to play with makeup. I don't feel like it was torture for a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for some it is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to judge this woman. She clearly loved her child. I'll fucking judge the shit out of her. Yeah, well, I'm judging the husband too. Well, this is the thing. So and the brother. I I don't. Okay. Well, this is the thing. So people tried to blame the family, and uh, it just didn't stick. There was just not enough evidence. Maybe to... it's that creepy nigga beard. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. You said something, and I believe you said the N-word. What did you say? <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> what the hell, dude? We're having a conversation about little Jean Bonnet. motherfucker. What? What? Are you broken? <laughs> Dave's broken. Okay. Dave, we're speaking about something very serious here. The death of a child is always such a somber event. And this child in particular really took the world by storm. <laughs> and I believe you just said the N-word for no reason. Can you explain to us, the listening audience, and of course your wife, what's happening over there on that side of the table, please? I just thought maybe it was that bearded guy from the cult who took that uh, smart chick. Uh huh. Maybe he did it. Uh huh. It was that Elizabeth Smart. You are you know, crying. That bearded, creepy motherfucker. I see. And it came out backwards. But I think you also said the N word. <laughs> I mean. Okay. I meant to say bearded nigga. Okay. But I said nigga beard. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm glad that you have explained it fully so we can all enjoy your delightful... That's some funny shit to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, Okay. Are you going to be able to... Okay. Who do you think did it? I... uh, I tend to not think anybody in the family did it. Uh, as a matter of fact... Oh, that's right. Some worker or a random person. What, what you want to know about is that uh, CBS went full full steam ahead with this... Uh, I don't know if it was a documentary or a drama. I didn't watch it. Uh, I don't support the networks anymore because they are so shit full of fake news. Um, I don't watch any of those shows. So fake, you are fake news. So uh, (laughs) very fake news. So uh, they put out together some, sort. I don't know if maybe it was a mini series or two, two night event, something about little Jean Benet where they blamed her nine year old brother Burke for the murder of, uh, (laughs) I'm still laughing I'm sorry (laughs) Alright What what is funny about this I don't know Uh, 
What happened? <laughs> you are broken. What happened? <laughs> what happened was that CBS spent money and and produced a show of some sort where the conclusion they come to is that her nine-year-old brother killed her, strangled her, hit her in the head with such force. Okay, I believe it. Yeah. Well, you know her what happened? brother did it, mm-hmm. and the father covered it up. All right. So what happened then was uh, Burke, I believe his name was, little Burke Benet, uh Ramsey, then... Uh, sued CBS because that's not what happened and he was just awarded four days ago seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh that's a lot of money. Yeah. How do they prove that's not what happened if they don't know what did happen? Because they have the evidence. They have the evidence of what definitively happened. So they, they can have, prove what happened but, but they don't know who ha- who did it. They there's not the evidence is not there that says the family was involved at all there is circumstantial evidence that could put anybody there but they live there so they're always there so there's no evidence but there's no evidence that he didn't do it uh i would be it'd be What's hard. his alibi it would okay he was sleeping on mm. christmas morning was he sleeping with anyone else or just by himself well they were a wealthy family so he had his own room okay so we as can't, did jean bonnet cannot guarantee he was in the room at the time of the murder. Why Why a nine-year-old would... Because he's a creep, and uh-huh. his dad molested him, and then he, in turn, molested her, and it got a little rough, and he killed her, and then he had to cover it up. Okay. See, this is all... This is exactly what happened 22 years ago. Can you prove it didn't go that way? I, well, you know Speculation. what? Why don't we just go... How about this? How about Bigfoot came through the door? So I'm saying, where's QAnon went, on this motherfucker? Let's down get the a little stairs. veil of anonymity to cover up this. Bigfoot went to her, their house. Bigfoot, a.k.a. the brother. No, he was nine and she was six. Exactly. That's statutory rape. It, I, no. No, there's no, there's no evidence of that. All right. This is, this is. Now, this, why would CBS just do this? Because they're fake motherfucking news, uh-huh. dude. That's my point. See, you fell into my trap. You are fake news. I didn't fall into your trap. You're falling into the same trap everybody wanted to fall Don't in. Don't make because me start laughing convenient. hysterically over the death of a, of a little pageant girl. Yeah, that's disgusting. You're a bad person right now. Or oh, sorry. Anyway, the mom had cancer uh the, i don't know what the deal is with well, the note, the note is definitely a little uh suspect but um uh what did the ro- note basically say <sighs> here is uh according to statements that patsy gave to authorities on december 26 1996 she realized that her daughter was missing after she found a two and a half page handwritten ransom note on the kitchen staircase. The note demanded $118,000 for the child's safe return, almost the exact value of a bonus her husband had received earlier that year. The ransom note was unusually long, and the FBI told the police that it was very unusual for such a note to be written at the crime scene. 
The police believed that the note was staged because it did not have any fingerprints and included an unusual use of exclamation marks and acronyms. The note and a practice draft were written with a pen and pad of paper from the Ramsey home. According to a Colorado Bureau of Investigation report, investigation report, there are indications that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. However, they could not prove it. So they're saying that they wrote the note, but I would say with with the well, wait a second. So they found a ransom note, and they didn't communicate after that with the uh, person who supposedly wrote the note. They were uh, just like, "Oh, that's too much money. We're not going to pay it." No, they found the child. Well, who would write a note and not wait for a response? I don't know. I don't know. No one would. Well, that's what people are saying. I I don't understand why, if it was Patricia Ramsey, why wouldn't she just type it? You think they didn't have a computer and a printer there? They I were wealthy know. people. She could write with such great skill that she could hide her penmanship? No, that's <coughs> the other thing. So they didn't match her penmanship? They did not match the pen, penmanship exactly uh, to her. They tried to or they couldn't? I'm sure they tried to. I'm sure they really wanted to. I don't understand. If they can't match the penmanship, how can, how can you not match the penmanship? Either it is or it isn't. The only people known to be in the house on the night of Jean Bonnet's death were her immediate family, Burke, Patsy, and John. The ransom note contained specific instructions that the police and friends should not be contacted but Patsy telephoned the police at 5.52 a.m. She also called family and friends. Two police officers responded to the 911 call and arrived at the Ramsey home within three minutes. They conducted a cursory search of the house, but did not find any sign of forced entry. Officer Rick French went to the basement and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but made a critical error when he walked away without opening it. Unknown to him, little Jean Bonnet's body was on the other side of the door. How do we know? Well, that's that's what they're saying. How do they know that? So eventually she's found on the other side of the door. Okay, that I believe. John made arrangements to pay the ransom. A forensics team was dispatched to the house. The team initially believed the child had been kidnapped and Jean Bonnet's bedroom was the only room in the house that was cordoned off to prevent contamination of evidence. No precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. Meanwhile, friends and the family's ministers arrived at the home to support the Ramses. Victim advocates also arrived at the scene. Visitors picked <coughs> up and cleaned surfaces in the kitchen, possibly destroying evidence. They couldn't match the penmanship to, John, to, to the father either? Nope. At 1 p.m., Detective Arndt and John and Fleet White, a family friend to search, I'm sorry, Detective Arndt asked John and Fleet White, a family friend, to search the house to see if anything seemed amiss. John and White started their search in the basement. John finally opened the latch door that Officer French had failed to open and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. Her mouth was covered with duct tape. A nylon cord was found around her wrists and neck, and her torso was covered by a white blanket. Ramsey made a critical error when he immediately picked up the child's body and took it upstairs. When Jean Bonnet was moved, the crime scene was contaminated and critical forensic evidence was disturbed for returning forensics teams. 
each of the Ramses provided handwriting, blood, and hair sample, samples to the police. And they sat with a, for an interview for more than two hours. And the kid was also interviewed. Now, the reason I know it's not the kid is because a little kid is going to buckle under pressure. Yeah. They will tell the truth. Well, what's he done in the last 20, 30 years? I don't know what he's done. He's probably trying to live a life uh, as I'm normal just as possible. He hasn't broken any laws. He hasn't done anything pathological. I don't think so. All right, so he didn't do it. I don't. You don't think just so. do that and stop doing it. No, no, he's, you he's do not, not guilty. And uh, what happened to the father? What did he do? Well, the father had a very uh, successful company, so I think uh, he finally passed away. I know the mom passed away. I don't know if the dad did. The killing of Jean Bonnet, the truth uncovered, broadcast by A&E on September 5th, 2016, concluded that an unidentified male was responsible for Jean Bonnet's death. Due to DNA analysis, Dr. Lawrence Kobolinski commented that the documentary showed that an intruder committed that sexual assault and murdered Jean Bonnet. That's what I basically feel. But the... Uh, how did she just get in without them having any uh, knowledge of entry? Well, they might have had work done. So, and so given a key to a contractor or who something. Those, who were they? I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, I don't understand how you can't solve this case. Maybe those kid, those QAnon people will will solve it. They have. They don't uh, care about this. I. They do care about this. I. I would say. All right. We'll see. This is a this was a big big huge deal as it happened and every year at Christmas a Christmas doesn't go by where it, I don't stop and think of her. The main thing I took away from it is that uh, the cops shit the bed. The cops shit the bed, and the they were to cover up them shitting the bed. I think they just wanted it to be the parents or the family, and I it just it makes so little sense. Maybe it was the OJ. It was not OJ, but... Uh, Maybe it was J-O-H-N, okay. the father. It, it was, no, no. Who has incentive to kill him, kill her? Some weird pervert, some weird... Dude, dude They we can't are finding, find other crimes in the area that match this profile. Well, it, maybe it's a drifter who got work as, you know, we don't know. What if, what if it's an illegal and where there's have no other, fucking uh, record of him being Where have other uh, white children uh, been uh, hurt and killed? What's a pattern? I just can't believe that this couldn't be figured out. Well, this is this is an unsolved mystery. 22 years ago. They're wasting time on Russian collusion. They should be solving this fucking mystery. Yeah. Well, and then CBS. What assholes, right? What like, assholes? CB, No fucking assholes 750 million dollars haha I would want 750 million dollars and I also would want an apology and I would want I would want a 60 second commercial running during every primetime show for a month apologizing I would take that over the 750 million just so they Everyone that, knows. Maybe what we could sacrifice uh, Anderson Cooper and Ronan Farrow to a volcano. 
I don't know why you would want to sacrifice Ronan Farrow. I like Ronan Farrow. He's a fake. All right. Well, there's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> My best friend in the world was gay before he was murdered. And hey, I'm not saying there's something wrong with him because he's a fag. I'm just saying he's an asshole. All right. Well, that's I don't know that. I don't know that. He is uh, clearly Frank Sinatra's son, and so I have a. Has he ever announced that in public? No. What's wrong with him? If your father was Frank Sinatra, wouldn't you be proud and say it? What a retard. He looks so much like Frank Sinatra. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, my dad's Robert Redford, but I'm not going to tell anybody. Well, you know, we don't know. We don't know what goes on there. I'm not Tony Lewinsky, but, uh, uh, you know. Dude, maybe there's a deal. He gets money as long as he never says that, you know, who knows? I know. He's a fucking fig. All right. So we have done Deep Dark Secrets. Deep Dark Secrets. We've done Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. And you think it's a, well, you had, you had a preconceived notion based on what everyone said at the time, but you don't now, what do you think? John Bonnet? Yes. Uh, what I always thought in reality. What was it? Uh, I think it was someone who worked for uh, the father at his company. Okay. I just don't know who. All right. Well, that could be too. I mean, that. The uh, the raise thing is the bonus is very specific, but I don't. Know or there were some sort of shenanigans in the house and uh, went too far. I feel like killed. this is the thing. He is, the fa- would, did the father ever rape anyone else? Did he ever get convicted of any crimes? No. What's his record? Does he have a history of uh, sexual assault? Was no. he assaulted? No. Listen, How do we know what happened to hello? him as a kid, Dave? Yeah. The man was a. They have millions of dollars. He yeah. had his own company. He's a skull and bones guy. So let me just say this. You don't get to a certain station in life by being a total moron all the time. Not a total moron, but you can be, uh, you got to serve your master. Right, but you're not listening. I'm just saying he could have some kids buried underneath his house and we never know until we dig up the house. Dave, Hmm? a man with the intelligence and wherewithal to create a company that is successful or work at a company and be that successful is not going to be dumb enough to sit there and write his own note or do no, anything but he else. No, he could hire. No, you got a point No, there. Dave. No, I just, understand. Okay. So, you, yeah. But why, uh, so how do we know? Uh, maybe he didn't have two, so there's two sides of John Ramsey. The dark side. There's no dark side. John Ramsey, Mitt Romney, you know, they're two of a kind. All right. Anyway, so next we have conspiracy theories. Today's now con- this I can get behind. Okay. Today's conspiracy theory is the moon landing hoax. Oh God, not this again. What do you mean not that? We've <coughs> never spoken about it. Well, maybe we can concentrate on uh, you know, whether we fake the moon land or not. Ha ha. Who's that? Who said that? That's Obama. Oh, that's a... Talking about Trump. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Trump's my president. All right. So... From unredacted.com. It's the greatest achievement of mankind, but ever since Neil Armstrong became the first man to set foot on the moon in 1969, conspiracy theories have abounded. President Kennedy announced the Apollo program in 1961, vowing to land man on the moon before the end of the decade. Era. After years of floundering behind the Russians in the space race, the U.S. took a leap forward unprecedented in its ambition. 
Less than eight years later, an estimated 500 million people watched the incredible feat live on television, an astonishing demonstration of American preeminence to the world. The astronauts returned to Earth safely, bringing with them moon rocks and a whole array of iconic, beautifully framed photographs. But the suspicion that it was a bit too perfect struck some almost immediately. Indeed, during a live ITV broadcast on the night of the landing, famous British TV historian A.J.P. Taylor questioned the veracity of what he was seeing. Did you just say A.J.P. Taylor? Uh-huh. Well, why doesn't he just go the fucking whole alphabet? Okay. Talk that the landings were faked <clears throat> arose immediately, but it wasn't until Bill Casing, a senior technical writer for a NASA contractor, published his book, We Never Went to the Moon, in the 70s, that the hoax theory really took hold. And where is he now? I don't know. So, this is uh, some of the points that this guy makes and the, the, the hoaxers make, is uh, as of late, as late as 1967, the Apollo program was in disarray. They were years behind schedule. Nothing was working properly. Early missions were repeatedly delayed. A fire in Apollo 1 killed three astronauts. Yeah. One of the astronauts killed in the Apollo 1 disaster, Gus Grissom, was so disenchanted with the progress they were making, he hung a lemon off the Apollo lander. He felt that they were so far behind that there was little chance of them making it in time to fulfill Kennedy's promise. In May 1968, Neil Armstrong was almost killed during failed testing of the lunar lander. If NASA was unable to successfully land the craft on Earth during testing, what chance did they have to do it on the moon? Improbably, just over a year later, everything came together perfectly, and on their very first attempt, they successfully landed on the moon without a hitch. Uh, the landings were more than 45 years ago, yet it remains completely unprecedented as a technical achievement. I guess it was 50 years ago now. Nobody has come anywhere near to replicating what was achieved, not even the Russians, who were years ahead of the U.S. in the space race. Uh, Despite being orders of magnitude more complex and dangerous than anything else ever attempted before or since, and despite sending men 600 times further than would ever be achieved again, Apollo's safety record is miraculous. All 12 men returned to Earth safely, whilst 14 astronauts died on the space shuttle program alone. Despite having only traveled 200 miles above the Earth. So... Well, one is not the other. One is not the other, but it it does uh, doesn't it get you uh, a little interested? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I would say so. And well, what kept me, what gets me more interested is that people get so annoyed if you question it. Yes. What are you out of your fucking minds? You're so solid in your beliefs. People are very angry with Owen Benjamin because Owen Benjamin. Uh, Stand-up comedian and... Stand-up guy. He's stand-up. a stand-up guy. You want to be angry with an Owen, be angry with Owen Wilson, all right? Oh. That fucking guy. Okay. So, uh, Owen Benjamin talks a lot about uh, the moon landing hoax. Um, he is absolutely convinced, absolutely convinced that we did not go. 
Well, he uh, has some uh, significant uh, points of view there. NASA Administrator Dan Golden gave an interview in 1994 where he admitted that they have to find a way to overcome the effects of cosmic radiation if man was ever to venture out of Earth orbit, despite the fact that they had successfully done it six times 25 years earlier. Well, what does he say about that today? Uh, he probably was killed in his sleep. Um, in 2005, NASA again said the radiation problem was a showstopper for man ever going back to the moon. So NASA achieved things 45 years ago using crude technology that we couldn't do today. One of the few examples in modern human history where mankind's progress has retreated backwards. Well, they'll just say that it hasn't retreated. It just shifted priorities. Right. Or that they've learned more. But... Did Buzz Aldrin or... Um, why wouldn't... Uh, why just if the United States finally did it, uh, why wouldn't uh, Russia, who was uh, striving so far to go ahead and was so far ahead in their technology, how come they have never gone? How come they never made it there just to get there as well? Well, that's another thing that people say. Why didn't they go? Why didn't everybody just go then? What does Russia say about it today? They don't say shit about it. I think it. they say that the United States never actually went. I think they believe it's a complete hoax. I think they might say that. What's I their think. official standpoint? What's China say? The person who wrote this piece is obviously American. This person, yes. Unredacted.com. Uh, moon landing skeptics often cite the Van Allen radiation belts as a reason why NASA must have faked the, the moon landings. The Apollo lunar module would have had to pass through this large zone of lethal radiation in order to travel to the moon, which, according to the critics, this would almost certainly have killed the astronauts. I believe it. I'm just thinking if I was Van Halen, I would have gone with that whole theme back in the day, you know, the whole see. space thing, like, you know, Van Halen, radiation belt, that oh, kind of thing. Oh, okay. and, you know, a couple, you know, it's like Santana cover, you know, oh. the space theme. Well, perhaps they will <clears throat> contact you for this amazing idea you have. I'm telling you, come on. Van Van Halen, Radiation Belt. They're the original four members. Eh? The Apollo landings were one of the most important events in human history, yet NASA have lost or destroyed virtually all of the evidence for it. What is that? Amazingly, none of the original film footage of any of the missions survives. Only poor quality third and fourth generation video copies. Most of the original... Oh, what? That's not enough? Most of the original plans and blueprints for the lunar module, the lunar rover, and other Apollo hardware are also lost or destroyed. How is that possible? Was such, How are they not in the Smithsonian? Was such a cavalier attitude to this most momentous of events really credible? Or was it to prevent closer scrutiny of the evidence for NASA claims? I don't understand. A 16-year-old girl can sneak out of Polaroid at Don Henley doing hoo-ha? But uh, we don't have proof of the blueprints of the fucking moon landing? I don't, how is this possible? Uh, I find it very, uh, very odd. How can you just sit there and not question this? Or uh, no one seems to have an answer. Honestly, the, the thing that really gets me is that when you do question it, there is such blowback at you that it's, it's, it's almost too much. Like you, if it's somebody's questioning it, how Let do, them question it. What what is it what does it hurt you? If you can't get past the radiation, how do they get past the radiation? What's their official explanation? Yeah, I mean 
John Wayne and a whole bunch of people died from uh, exposure from filming a movie where they uh, tested those atomic bombs. That's what very did possible. these what did these astronauts die of eventually? Did they die from radiation? I don't understand uh, it. Exactly. What the hell? Steve McQueen died from fucking cancer because he was wearing an asbestos-filled uh, mask when his race car his whole life. And the, he got fucking cancer from the mask. And what the hell were these the spacesuits made out of? They weren't made out of asbestos? The whole thing didn't have asbestos everywhere? I don't even understand how they're even... How do they not die of mesothelioma? Hmm. The whole thing reeks of dishonesty. So... There, uh, and then, of course, there's photographs. Um, there's a lot of photographs that are people say are questionable. There's one with a rock that has a letter on it. There's one where... Rock has a letter on it? Yeah, it has like maybe, a C on maybe it. Maybe they wrote a letter on the rock. No, but like they, people are saying, well, maybe it's a set. You know how I understand, but okay. don't they, well, do they have an explanation for it? They just, these questions are, remain they, unanswered. NASA says it's... In fact, not a C on the rock. It's a piece of hair on the lens. But I would like to see other pictures with that same hair on the lens. But I don't think that those have been put out there. You know what I mean? If there's a hair on the lens of the astronaut taking pictures, there should be a hair on the lens of, you know, 100 pictures. Right? I would assume. Because the, the camera was on his chest. <clears throat> All right. Well, that, was not, that can't make or break anything. No, but there's also uh, pictures from... Uh, two different Apollo uh, missions with the same exact background and only the foreground is different. But, the, I mean, it's not even similar. It is exact. You will line it up and it is exact. So the background mountains oh, are well, exactly the same. Exactly. But the foreground is different. The other thing is, is that I was watching uh, NASA put out a 30-minute uh, a documentary about uh, landing on the moon. And in it, you can hear the uh, astronaut saying, okay, we're landing the modular and we're kicking up dust. And you can see dust being kicked up. Mm. But when they show pictures of, when they turn around and take pictures of the, of the lunar module, mm. uh, there's no dust on, on its feet. Mm. Nothing, no dust has settled on the feet. Well, that moon dust is very slippery. So, yeah, but there, if you, if like the, the feet of the so it's like a tripod kind of a thing and mm -hmm. it landed like you know straight down like a tripod yeah but each foot has like a huge you know like a big Print. saucer cup around it mm -hmm. oh, okay. with with the sides that go up uh-huh so there would be something in there something would settle back down and go in there but mm -hmm. that's that's not the case so um yeah it's 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 very interesting there are, uh, you know, uh, Owen Benjamin is completely convinced that we did not go. Completely convinced. Um, there's also uh, pictures. So every picture that these astronauts took had crosshairs on them, mm -hmm. you know, different crosshairs. Uh, in some of the pictures, there seems to be items in front of the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. As if they were placed there. But I don't know. I mean, clearly we didn't have a Photoshop type of thing uh, back then. So I don't, I don't know how that would happen. 
Um, but I, I feel like if you're questioning the moon landing and you're being doxxed or threatened or having your <laughs> livelihood taken away from you um, because people don't like what you have to say, I think that's a, a, a bigger conspiracy. Why, why, why are you trying to silence someone? That shit is bugging me. That ain't no good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. And I, I think Owen Benjamin, um, that's his absolute right to feel like we did not go. Uh, I think the main thing is the radiation. You, you either got an explanation for it or you don't. Yeah. The and radiation. then the other main thing is, uh-huh. how do you lose all the proof of the blueprints and all the, how do you lose all that stuff? Yeah, that I find is a... Is a That's preposterous. I would feel like, you know... I don't know if we, I've never seen it, but there is probably a huge, so what ha, What happened was they took a, they took a rocket and then the there was three of the, there were three astronauts, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> one stayed in the. Is this, a, is this a beginning of a joke? One stayed in, in the capsule mm-hmm. and then the little lunar module left from the capsule and then landed on the moon. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, those two guys got out, and they were out there for maybe two hours. And then they got back in. They got back up into the, they took the module, and they went back up, mm-hmm. met again with the, the, the capsule, got in, and then it flew back to Earth. So... They didn't manually fly that. You know what I mean? There was a computer program of some sort. How do they get back into Earth's atmosphere without burning up? Well, they the, the lunar module, the thing that looks like it has tinfoil tin all over it, mm. that was just, that just went from the capsule to the, the moon and from the moon back up. It didn't. It it wasn't what they were. F- I don't understand though. Asteroids get destroyed when they come across the atmosphere into ours, but we could go in a rocket ship. I mean, yeah, that's that's. We're a rocket ship stronger than an asteroid rock. I don't believe that to be the case, but maybe the rock is made of some. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I mean, if you look at the moon, all those craters, I believe, are made from things hitting the moon. Turns out rocket science is not rocket science. Mm, maybe. Maybe rocket science is theater. So uh, do you believe at, as of right now that we went to the moon or not? Or are you still waiting for more information? Mm, I'm 50-50 on this one. Okay, that's fine. There's, uh, there is evidence that we've put things on the moon, but there have been many unmanned... Uh, types of things. Yeah, because uh, I haven't been able to see a damn thing on the moon. (coughs) Anyone who says they can see something on the moon, I don't think they really can. They say you can see the flag. No one can see the flag on the moon. You cannot see the flag, but there are laser light reflectors that uh, were placed on the moon's surface, and scientists still use these today to reflect laser beams fired from the Earth. So there are reflectors, but... Uh, that could have easily been put by a you know an unmanned craft. Well, I just don't know. I mean, if they can get an unmanned craft up there, why can't they get a manned craft up there? 
Well, I think there's, you know, oxygen, there's food, there's no, I'm saying, waste. Uh, you can, if you can get an unmanned craft through the radiation and it'll still function, why can't you get a human through it? Well, the unmanned craft might be made of something that is radiation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just saying I'm... Uh, Owen Benjamin is 100% sure we did not go. Um, I, I find it very very strange that we don't have any any of the proof the, any of the blueprints I what? would imagine there would be huge books filled with computer code about how exactly they got that uh, the shuttle and the module yeah, like it's, it seems fascinating to me like why why wouldn't you have all of that stuff what's Lance Bass got to say about it Lance Bass, I don't know that he has much to say about it. Do you think it's a coincidence that him and Timberlake were in the same band and they both uh, uh, relate to fish in water? Lance Bass and Justin Timberlake. So you're saying Lake and Bass. Yeah. What was the other guy's name? Fatone? Uh-huh. Fat one? So he was rolling a fatty while he was fishing by the side of the lake. Is he... Oh wait, are you mixing the two bands together? I'm mixing my together? boy bands together. Okay. Fatone. All right. Who else? I don't... I don't Come on, Timberlake, Bass, and who else? I don't know the names of these Come people. Come on, get Carter? in sync with me. Aaron Carter? Oh, was he in there? Is there Carter? Carter, and that's a kind of fish too, right? The uh, famous car... I think he was a Backstreet fish. Boy. Oh, see? He's not a fish at all. A Wahlberg? That's I not a fish. I think he was the blonde one. Aren't they all the blonde ones? Is he the one who's on drugs or is his brother? I think it's his brother is the one who has on drugs and may or may not have have HIV. You know. I think Aaron Carter is the he's little brother. He's got the AIDS. He's got the AIDS. All right. So uh, this has been season one, episode 35. Conspiracy theories, unsolved mysteries, and deep dark secrets. Uh Anything you want to add to this, Dave? Uh, no, I think we might have covered it. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm not ready. You're not... Oh, I see. You're not ready for... I'm not ready for this, man. For the show in general or, or for, for this, this new, episode? This new vibe. This the whole new generation. Oh? I'm not, I'm not down with you kids, man. You kids today? Fucking kids. Uh-huh. The millennials? Yeah, and the post-millennials. The poop poolennials. Post Malone. The poolennials. The post Malone millennials. The well, the post millennials. Okay. Yeah. Dave, I just want to remind you that you had a giggle attack while we were talking about just the death Amer- of a uh, Just a giggle o. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-huh. Robert Gere, American Gigolo. Uh-huh. It's a very funny movie. Richard Gere. Yeah. See. Yeah, he was in a worse movie. What did I say, Robert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's his weird brother. I don't know that he has a weird brother Robert named Robert. All right. So I asked you if you had anything more to say, and clearly you don't have anything of value I got, to I got a, a conspiracy for you. Oh, okay. You think the it? Kinks are really releasing a new album? I don't. Well, it might be just the Davies. More like the Davy. Oh. Well, <laughs> the Davy might have to give money to the others. Uh, do you think how many uh, how many songs about pedophilia do you think will be on this album? What you don't like Ray Davies? 
Uh, I don't like that when we did creepy, inappropriate songs, he had two. He's got more than that. He's a uh, he's a great guy. Uh-huh. That's great. Thanks for the tunes, man. Thanks for the iTunes. All right. Uh, so did you have anything else you wanted to say? You know? If I could quote Ray Davies, uh-huh. I'd just like to say, shut up, we're not going to play that one tonight. All right. Thank you very much. So this has been episode 35 of Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. Gerald and uh, uh-huh. Geraldine. Uh, Gerald and Geraldine? Yeah. Okay, that's uh, all right. Anyway. Uh, you know, like Flip Wilson. Uh-huh. Dave and Shecky. And uh, you know where to find us. So uh, I'm. I think I'm going to start. In, on YouTube, I'm just going to put up a video that says "Come to our website" instead of putting it on there because I just get flagged now. Ah, uh, those fucking flaggets. Yeah. So, all right, we will see you next time, America. Later, man. Mm-hmm.